0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Eat pie, be happy, eat more pie. Those are the words of pie maven, teeny Lamoth. And let's face it, who doesn't dream of pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving, pecan pie in winter, strawberry rhubarb in spring, and juicy blueberry in summer? And wish for the skills to take them all in the perfect crust. You're going to find out how this morning because we're talking to Tini Lamoth. She is the author of Mastering the Art of Pie in 67 Recipes, and she's joining me on Amy's table today. Hi, Tini. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, tour of pie. First of all, I think a lot of people will think there is a heaven when they hear this. But how did you get involved in becoming a pie maven? I spent a year of my life traveling from
1: different pie shops all over the United States and learning the art of baking pie in bulk and mastering the art of small business owning.
0: So you knew that you wanted to have a pie-based business, but were you always a baker? Were you always a pie lover? What got you there? I
1: was definitely always a pie lover, so I grew up making pie with my mom. It was something that we always did. My brother and I asked for pie for, for our birthdays as opposed to cake. So it's definitely been in my life always. Um, and But I, I was not always a baker. I actually went to undergrad for theater. I was an acting major from uh-huh. college. <laughs> uh, and I actually lived in Chicago for five years sort of pursuing that dream, and it um, – You know, that dream sort of transformed itself into wanting to become a pie baker.
0: That is such a fun story. Well, you know, it's funny. I think sometimes you can run, but you can't hide from where you really should go with your career. And it sounds like you got taken to pie, whether or not you planned on it or not. Well, I I, think so too. (laughs) Yeah. I know a lot of people won't make a pie because of the crust. And I know a lot of people we'll use only a frozen pie crust or only use a roll out, you know, the rolled refrigerated crust. But there is sure. such a difference between a handmade pie crust and a purchased one. And maybe you can walk us through what you consider to be really the key to and now I'm not talking about a crumb crust or a pad in crust. Let's talk about the the classic sort of flaky crust. How do you get there?
1: Sure. Well I think you, you know, as I say in my book, you start with ingredients that you love. So I I love the nuttiness of whole wheat flour. So I do a little combo of whole wheat flour and all-purpose flour. Um, I really like how butter tastes, but shortening gives it a flakier crust. So... I do a combo of butter and shortening as well, and I keep my ingredients pretty cold when I'm working them in so that those little, those little balls of fat become the layers of flake once you've baked your crust. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I use a combination of ice water and vodka, which is sort of the surprise ingredient in my, in my signature crust. And vodka evaporates faster than water. So, it, again, it's, it leaves behind a flakier crust.
0: But you're not getting a vodka flavor or anything like that. I've heard about people using vodka. I've heard about people using vinegar.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, you don't get any of that sort of aftertaste. It bakes out pretty quickly.
0: Right. So there are a couple of methods, of course, for making a pie crust. And you might use a pastry cutter or two forks or two knives or whatever. But do you use a food processor? Do you have a method that you prefer? Well, since I make that I make pie crust in bulk these days, I do use a food processor, but I do all of
1: the mixing with liquid by hand. So I'll I'll combine my fats and my drives in a food processor until they're the right you know crumbly pea sized um, size, mm-hmm. and then I will mix all of the liquids in by hand because I think it's really important to get to know what the dough should feel like because then there's no danger of overworking the dough, and with my Crust specifically, you want a little wetter uh, consistency so that when you're rolling out, you can use as much flour as you want without having to worry about it sticking to the counter. I'm a big believer in, like, knowing and understanding what your crust should feel like And I also use a lot of flour when I roll out because I don't want to have to worry about it. You know, I don't want it to stick
0: and and
1: for me to get frustrated.
0: And if you're starting a little wetter, it's probably easier to manipulate as you're making a fluted edge or something like that. Well, well, let's talk about this for a second. I I agree that you want to know what it feels like, and that takes practice, and practice takes repetition. And I'm sure you would agree that one suggestion to master this is don't make a pie each time. Make a crust a few times in a row and bake them off. Don't waste the ingredients and fillings or anything like that until you get to what you're looking for. Don't you think that's a really good way to to start? Absolutely. And I also think that, you know, what people don't necessarily
1: know is that you can freeze it. If you're not going to use it right away, if you're on a a crust-making kick, you can freeze it. You can roll it out. And into the tin, directly into the tin, crimp the edges and then freeze them in the freezer. And they'll last up to, you know, two or three months until you're ready to pull it out and make your pie. Which, of course, is a Um,
0: great tip for Thanksgiving or holidays or birthdays or big parties. You know, you can get that much out of the way. Well, um, so you start in the food processor. You go to by hand adding the, the um, liquid. That's great. And being able to use a lot of flour is great. How do you feel about a pin? Do you use an old-fashioned pin, a French pin? What do you use to roll out your crusts?
1: I use an old-fashioned pin. So I like the rollers because um, with a French pin, you sort of run into the danger of your crust uh, heating up too quickly and becoming sticky. Um, I also I let my crust rest in the fridge overnight because it it helps the gluten relax and then it's much more pliable the next day. Um, And I use uh, a regular rolling pin because then it's easier to sort of shape that that perfect circle of crust and then, um, yeah, there's no danger of you overheating it with your hands.
0: Which is so important because that's melting that butter or fat that's going to stop those little pockets. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Teenie Lamoth. She's the author of Teenie's Tour of Pie, a cookbook, Mastering the Art of Pie in 67 Recipes. And, you know, the other thing is I remember when I first was assisting somebody in a cooking class and I had to roll out pastry. And the instructor used me as an example. She's like, you can tell people who don't have a lot of experience in pastry by the way they roll. (laughs) And I was so embarrassed. But I was starting at one edge near me and going back and forth and back and forth. And I did. I ended up with something that was shaped more like a continent than it was around. And so do you have any tips for helping people to roll in a nice uniform shape for their crust? I've definitely
1: rolled my fair share of crust amoebas. As well. um, <laughs> I would say that um, my 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 biggest tip for rolling out is using plenty of flour, like I said, but also starting with a circle. So forming the dough into uh, a a patty of of, of cir- in a circular shape to begin with. It's right. much easier to roll out a circle if you're starting with a circle. Um, and I do the very classic sort of X pattern. So I'll roll a couple of, of ways in one direction, and then I'll rotate the dough and roll out a couple of, of ways, and then I'll just start doing that sort of classic X
0: pattern to yep. make a bowl. That's a good idea. For me, I never cross the center line. So I start oh, yeah. in the center of the dough, and I work my way out. Sort of all the way around, and that has stopped me from amoebas or continents too. Well, you know that's it. you just got to practice for sure. and of course, in your book, you've got graham cracker crust and nut crust and patten crust and rolled out crust and all kinds of different things. But let's talk about the other thing that causes people problem. The dough being a little raw at the bottom, yet the top of the crust is nice and brown. Do you feel like the dough the a pie should be baked in a certain portion of the oven or rotated? Or what are your tips for baking itself? Well, I would
1: say that so I work in a commercial kitchen at this point and so all of my pies need to be rotated about halfway through. I don't think that's necessarily true for a home baker. But um, if you feel like one side is getting crispier than the other, if you notice that your oven has a hot spot, I would definitely move your pie around uh, within that sort of the confines of your time limit. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think uh, a great thing to know is that with fruit pies, if they're bubbling in the center, that means that the cornstarch is doing its job. It's doing it's making that transformation from, from soup, that sort of soupy consistency, to like the gelled... Um, Perfect pie filling consistency. Sure. So if you see it bubbling in the center, even through your through your vents or through your lattice or under your crumble, um, you, that's how you know that your pie is, is going to be a, an actual pie as opposed to pie soup.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Which could still be delicious, I'm sure, with a scoop of ice cream <laughs> yeah. on top of it. Well, you know, it's funny, Tini. I had a pie from one of our uh, DJs here, Jeff Thomas, and he gets a pie from a pie shop in upstate New York. And the crust is absolutely delicious. But the filling is unbaked and it's blueberry. And I'm not sure what she does. I'm thinking it's some degree of of a little bit of juice with gelatin or something to bind it all, but sure. it just seems to defy gravity. It's, you know, mile high unbaked blueberries and it is phenomenal. Do you have you ever made a pie like that or know anything about that kind of pie? I I don't. Does she put a top crust on it? No. It is to oh, die for. Have I have to, no idea. She may make a little sauce. Uh, that's what I'm the thinking. It's the berries. a little gelatin, maybe a little macerated berry, too, and then it has to be refrigerated. But I've got to tell you, it's, it's awe-inspiring. It's, it's delicious, and I haven't figured out how. I have to say I haven't tried, but I want to go into <laughs> it with a better plan before I do try. I think there's a little sure. lime and lime zest, too, and it's just a remarkable pie. Oh, well... I'm so excited about your book. Uh, I'm so excited about your success. That is great, and and you've married a hometown Cincinnati boy. Excited about that for you too. And I have. Uh, yeah, congratulations. That's really neat. And and we're looking forward to. I know you're going to do an event for me at New Rift Distillery this fall, and we will really look forward to. I'm sure seeing you around town doing a book signing, maybe on TV. Um, but we're really pleased that you're coming into town, so
1: I'm so excited to be coming.
0: Thanks, teeny, and everybody should check out. Teenie's Tour of Pie, a cookbook mastering the art of pie in 67 recipes. And she has shared a few recipes with me that I'm going to put on my site with a link to hers. So, Teenie Lamotte, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com.